Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from our Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Aviva Richman. Let's listen. Radical Ratzon Part 2. God who desires desire. Last week, in Parshat Kiddushim, we discussed the centrality of consent in a relationship with God, that one can't be coerced to bring an offering. The importance of our will in sacred relationship goes beyond the basic need for consent. In Parshat Emor, we will develop another dimension of human will in sacrifices, the importance of intention and attentiveness. This rich approach to Ratzon also shapes the world of prayer. Sacred relationship becomes an exercise of cultivating radical ratzon. The word ratzon appears in connection to korbanot throughout the book of Vayikra and multiple times in Parshat Emor. In the plain meaning, sacrifices grant us favor by pleasing God's will. Yet, as we saw last week, Midrash boldly adds a new dimension to ratzon. Sacrifices also require human will, our consent. Another early tradition interprets ratzon, will, to mean that a person must be intentionally focused and not distracted, mitasik, when offering a sacrifice. Just as sacrifices cannot be coerced, one who distractedly offers a sacrifice invalidates it. Our will, our ratzon, is about intention, focus, and attentiveness, all of which are required to perform the basic action of being in relationship with God. The early modern commentary of the Kliyakar weaves together these readings of Ratzon as both consent and intent and focus. He says, For you will sacrifice it only according to your will. As if to say that you shouldn't have any coercion causing you to sacrifice, nor should you have any foreign intention. You should only intend it to create joy or pleasure before the Holy Blessed One. According to Kliakar, our mindset when bringing a sacrifice involves purity of will and intention, without any distraction that would constitute ulterior motive. His reading both subsumes and subverts the plain meaning of ratzon in the Torah. Yes, bringing a sacrifice is about pleasing God, but it is not at all transactional. Instead, we become solely focused on bringing God joy or pleasure without any expectation of personal gain. The description in the Kliakar has an erotic valence. In this most intimate act of coming close to God, Korban, one must be totally present and attentive to God's desire and pleasure. In fact, just as the pairing of these two meanings of will, one, consent rather than coercion, and two, attentive focus rather than distraction, converge in our relationship with God, they also emerge in rabbinic teachings about sexual intimacy on a human plane. A statement in the Talmud teaches that a husband may not force his wife into marital relations. Additionally, the Talmud adjures a husband not to think of another woman while in the midst of relations with his wife. Our tradition's picture of intimate relationship, whether with God or with another person, requires consent and attentiveness. There is a redemptive power to this kind of intimacy rooted in mutual ratzon. Feminist scholar Audre Lorde's writings on desire offer insight that can translate into both the human and divine planes. In a formative essay, Lorde reimagines what erotic means. 
Instead of a force for objectification of the body and transactional pleasure, the erotic represents tapping into our deepest desires and sense of self, she writes. But when we begin to live from within, outward, in touch with the power of the erotic within ourselves, and allowing that power to inform and illuminate our actions upon the world around us, then we begin to be responsible to ourselves in the deepest sense. For as we begin to recognize our deepest feelings, we begin to give up of necessity being satisfied with suffering and self-negation and with the numbness, which so often seems like their only alternative in our society. Our acts against oppression become integral with self, motivated and empowered from within. When we cultivate an awareness of our deepest desire, we can access a sense of self-dignity and responsibility. We become aware of our raw creative power, and this can motivate us towards action. We know what matters most to us, and from this sense of purpose and drive, we feel nourished to do the hard work it takes to actualize our will. If we apply this teaching to how we understand an intimate relationship with God, the point of a religious life is not to negate ourselves, but to cultivate our desire, our true ratzon, and our capacity for expression and action. Being in relationship with God allows us to be attentive to God's will and actualize ourselves simultaneously. We do not have the sacrifices described in Vayikra to enact a vision of mutual ratzon, but we do have prayer, which is also suffused with the language of ratzon. Again, we might read this as transactional, that our prayers should please God's will so we can find divine favor, but our experience of prayer can be shaped by the radical move of the Midrash and its picture of mutual consent and attentiveness. Some of the most ancient prayers were focused on gaining God's consent for us to engage in prayer. Our liturgy describes how the angels must offer and grant consent to each other to pray. And the centrality of our own will, our ratzon in prayer, comes to the surface if we reinterpret the refrain from Psalms found throughout the Sidur. May the words of my mouth and the prayer of my heart be acceptable to you, O God. In light of the Midrashic reading of ratzon and sacrifices, we can understand this verse, le ratzon, as saying that our words of prayer be an expression of our own free will, can draw our intention and help us discover our deepest selves. In prayer, God encourages us to express our desire. What do I most want for myself, for my world? Does anyone care what I want? Yes, God wants to know what we want. God wants us to feel connected to our desires every day and to listen attentively as we reach for articulation day in, day out. Like Lord's description of the erotic, our intimate encounters with God in prayer become a source of empowerment as we touch our innermost desires, lift them up, and share what might feel like our wildest downtrodden dreams. When we view a relationship with God through the framework of mutual ratzon, it cultivates deep awareness and attentiveness to ourselves, to God's will, and to the power and responsibility found at the meeting of the two. A relationship of mutual ratzon becomes a force for actualization of our will, rather than its negation, a source for redemption, rather than oppression. This is true for our relationship with God and with others. Intimate relationship rooted in radical ratzon is a reflection of kedusha, 
as we make the divine will manifest in ourselves, in our communities, and in the larger world. Shabbat Shalom. We'll close with a melody by Joey Weisenberg. This episode of Tashma was produced by Jeremy Tabak and Sam Greenberg. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.